Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We open inside a vast lair. A Nissan Rogue speeds toward a gigantic door, closing fast. Our hero says, I know this seems like your typical narrow escape, but it's not. This is a Nissan sales event ad. The doors inch closer. Will she make it? Determined, she grips the wheel and hits the gas. The turbocharged Rogue squeezes through just as the giant doors clang shut. There's no escaping summer savings during the Nissan Summer Event. Now get 1.9% financing for 36 months on the 2022 Nissan Altima. Availability is limited, so contact your local dealer for inventory information and shop NissanUSA.com. Hurry, before these offers get away. For well-qualified buyers, 1.9% APR financing for 36 months on new 2022 Altima and dealer stock. Example, 36 months financing at $28.60 per month per thousand financed. Actual down payment may vary subject to in-mac credit approval and residency restrictions. Dealer contribution may affect price set by dealer. Dealer sets actual price. Contact dealer for details. N7522. In this episode, we have our weekly chat. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to our show. Anthony here. And James here. Welcome to the Weekly Chat, Volume 3, where we just talk about whatever we want to talk about. If we, talk, if we grace upon movies and TV, it happens, it happens. But if not, you know, we're just shooting the shit, and here we go. You know what my favorite thing that happened this week was watching, uh, listening to your impersonation of me. Oh, man, that was amazing. He, he, made a, he made an episode yesterday. Dropped on Friday. Yeah, um, and he impersonated me air, reviewing Airbud and... He made it. He made me sound very robotic. It was. I was. Cry, I died. I was crying. I was crying. I got all so your funny. slogans in there. It was a really. It was a laugh riot. You got to get your um your comedic chops out because you yeah. don't really get to do that stuff anymore. I, I got to, used to know, a lot. Yeah, because I have to get yeah. it out of me somehow. Usually, I'm just being very sarcastic around the house and annoying. <laughs> but you know, sometimes uh, I get the opportunity. You're not annoying at all, man. What do you mean annoying? <laughs> this is fun. I hope you do a good job if you do me. If you decide to roast me, maybe we'll see. I don't think I have the energy to do it. <laughs> I think you can pull it off. You're pretty good. Maybe we'll see. Hey, we'll man, see. you're a great actor. Uh, I wouldn't say that. You're a great. You're a great Gandalf. Oh, thanks. You're. Trem- I really, I really dived into the character. Yeah, you're tremendous as Gandalf. It was fun. Just tapping into a different person's psyche and, you know, <laughs> becoming someone else for the day. It's a good time. Um, this week, was I had my first massage. I got, like, an oh, actual yeah. how professional did, massage. How did that go? It was insanely cool. Painful, but great, because I opted for a deep tissue. It was 90 minutes. And this woman walked all over me <laughs> like an ex-girlfriend. It was insane. 
Figuratively. <laughs> Literally, I didn't realize that there were poles on the ceiling of the room I was in because I didn't know. Were you to... up on like on a big table? Yeah. Or... So you yeah. you walk in and they bring you to a room. It's like a doctor's. I've never done this. FYI, it's for like a doctor's listening. appointment. It's my first time, and so they like bring you into a room. It's very quiet. There's some like peaceful music playing. It's dimly lit. There's just one little light, so you can't really see it as your eyes are just and what like the room layout is. And then you just you know you get you strip down to what you're comfortable with. And then you get under a sheet, just like like you're getting into bed, but you lay on your stomach and you put your face through that hole. And so I did that, and like I was just like chilling, waiting for her to come in. I I didn't look around the surroundings or anything, but the ceiling I found out quickly, or just has poles on it like that. So the the masseuses they hold on to those with their hands, and then they just walk all over you. This is for a deep tissue massage, mm-hmm. and then they use their feet, like. <laughs> Like their hands, and they're just like so. Like, were you wearing clothes the whole like all? Of I just your have clothes? briefs on. I just, just have my briefs? box of briefs on. Uh-huh. Honestly, I probably should have just stripped that down completely because they end up they get in there. They like move your briefs around, and they uh-huh. you're under the sheet the whole time. But depending on the body parts or limbs they're working on, they'll yeah. take that out of the sheet. Gotcha. Keep the rest of your body covered for the time being that they're not working on it. So it's still a very comfortable experience if you're uncomfortable, like in the nude in front of somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's strangely intimate and professional at the same time. And it was ninety minutes, and it was just intense. It felt great, but also I, I wanted like I wanted them to get in there and get all these knots out of my muscles because I haven't had a massage ever in my entire life, let alone like a professional one. And I, I train a lot, so like my legs just needed so much work. But like the way that she just walked all over me was insane, <laughs> insane. That's so funny. I want to try it. I definitely want to do it again, like once a month, I think, because it, I felt so much better. The next day, you're you're a little sore from it, especially a deep tissue. But if you got like a Swedish massage, they're just like, oh, this is very nice. Mm-hmm. It's very calming and relaxing. Whereas the deep tissue, they really just work the hell out of your muscles and your body. Yeah, they iron out all the, the swelling going on in your muscles and your blood vessels. And just like, it's just like, we have a, we, a, a massage gun and that helps a lot kind doing of, yeah. that after. Yeah. It, it's like, it's limitations though yeah. to it, you know. This was insane. Like what she was doing just to my tibialis muscles on my shins was just mind-blowing. They don't hurt anymore. <laughs> oh, nice. Like literally her entire body weight on my tibialis. On the, like she Every muscle or whatever she's working on, she puts you your body, you just let her contort it into a different position. Yeah. And then so that she can focus on specific muscles. She's like, she's like, this is my specialty. Like, I'm really glad you selected. I'm like, all right, let's go. I like that. that she sounds like cool. Cracked my back like nothing. There were cracks that I'd never heard that my body <laughs> was making like out of my knees, out of my spine. Like I was she like, she just took control. Literally, you just gotta be there, and be limp, <laughs> just be open and receptive to whatever she's gonna do to your body. Have you ever been nude around other people in public since like you were a kid? Like, like going to, like other than like a locker room and at school or at a pool or anything? Like butt naked? Yeah, butt naked. Um, like as an adult, no, I don't think so. I have, um, I mean, just the gym sometimes if yeah. you get to change your, no, your, yeah, your I'm talking not in a gym or high school football practice, like changing in the locker rooms. No, aside from that, no, I've never been naked. In I've, public. I've done it once. It was at a public baths in Big Sur and it was, it was kind of weird at first, but then it was like, it, it was, it's, it was very normal pretty quickly where we went to Big Sur and one of the great things you can do there is you can go into the salt baths, but it's they're only available from one a.m. to three a.m. because they take place in this in this company owns like a big spa retreat place, and it's open to the public only for those for, for that two hour window because otherwise you have to pay a lot of money to even be there and stay there. People go there to just like get treated for like a week, like just relaxing in spas and massages like that and all sorts of things. You still have to pay to get in. No. Well, this one, yeah, it was like 40 bucks, so it was super affordable. 
And so we go there. 40 bucks to take a bath. Yeah. Just it's kidding. the craziest bath ever because it, it costs like 40 bucks. And then you get there middle of the night with like 20 other people. And then the person who works there, they met us at the top of the hill. And then we walked down the hill with them. And then they brought us into these big open locker rooms. And they're like, okay, these are the salt baths. You can either do this nude or in bathing suit, whatever you feel comfortable with. Most of us got nude. Got nade, nude. And I was nade. like, nude. And I was like, whoa, this is weird. I, I feel kind of strange. And exposed, but you don't even know anyone. And um, but then what they have is there are a bunch of big white baths and some bigger like hot tubs, jacuzzi type baths, and the piping goes into the mountain, deep into the mountain, and it pulls from it the warm, the hot salt water within the earth inside of the mountain. Are you indoors or outdoors? Outdoors. And so, so you're, you're outdoors yeah. in man-made pools. Yeah. And baths. baths. Bathtubs. Yeah. Bathtubs. Using water from inside the mountain. Yeah, there's like this big cast iron spout that you turn on and off that pours water in, and you can drain it to keep it because it cools down as it stays in the tub, so you can keep warming it up. And it's and you're on top of a cliff in Big Sur, and then you can hear the the waves crashing below you, like a hundred feet below you, and then up in the sky you could see thousands of stars, like thousands of stars. I saw two shooting stars. I remember it was so wild, and, and the baths. They, they they smell salty and they're super warm and it was like the most comfortable relaxing experience I've ever had. How hot's the water? Is it like a hot tub hut? Hot tub hut, oh, but nice. then it cools down. But it's really nice when you get fresh water in there. Are you allowed? Do they like serve you like drinks or anything? No, nah. just chilling. No, nah, just chilling. Can you bring yeah. like a bottle of wine and just? Get I don't it? think so. No. no. Yeah, liability reasons. You just show up and that's it. That's a pretty cool experience. Yeah. It's wild, but yeah, it was the only time I've ever been like naked in front of other people. I would love to go there. Well, I'm going to Yosemite soon, so just mm-hmm. to see stars because I haven't seen stars on a scale like that. It's insane. I was in Big Bear a couple like four years ago something like that and i saw a lot of stars them that's the most stars i've ever seen in my life i think which is yeah. sad and it's still a lot but it's not as much as i think yosemite is going to be yeah i've never been to yosemite but yeah big sure it was like it felt like i was in the time machine and i'd gone back hundreds and hundreds of years before all the light pollution um blocked the the atmosphere from seeing most stars because it was like a full display of the lights like everywhere, it was crazy. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, I think I saw a shooting star when I was in Big Bear too, because the, the sky was so clear. Yeah, they happen a lot. We just can't see them. Yeah, it's really sad. It is sad, isn't it? It's one of the cons of modern humanity in the modern <laughs> world. You can't see many stars, depending There's, on where you are. You see like twelve stars in LA. Yeah, it's always that. The There's some nights that are clearer than others, but yeah. on the average, it's like you can see the Big Dipper. Most in... of them are satellites. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's a plane. Goodness, that's cool. I would do a salt bath for sure. That sounds like fun. Yeah, you should try it sometime. We got to go to Big Sur, though. It's really amazing there. I'm sure it is. But yeah, so massages, salt baths, just relaxing topics today. Yeah, a, a relaxing. We've had a hectic week. We did a lot this There's week. There's a lot going on. Lots of movies that we saw and reviewed and also had to make a lot of content this week. It's not easy. You know, we're running a business here. Yeah. We're also <laughs> trying to get ahead of schedule for when we're, on, when we're on a trip so the show just goes on as normal. And we're, we have recorded three episodes that we'll post while we're away. So we're like three kind of ahead of schedule. But when we get back from Italy, we, we'll be back to nor- normal where we are. It's going to be great. You know, last time when we were talking about like fond childhood memories, and I think when you brought up the uh, me kicking a hole in the wall, it just, made, it, it just rekindled so many fun memories in my mind too. <laughs> and another favorite of mine in my past in my life was when I, I caught a lobster in a claw machine game. Oh, New Hampshire. Yeah, so let's get some context to this because I'm sure that's a ridiculous sentence to just hear 
out of nowhere. So where we grew up, um, when we went to vacation, we didn't go to like Florida or California. We didn't stuff. go to Cape Cod. Oh yeah, we didn't even go to Cape Cod. We went to Hampton Beach, and this was a beach. It was like it's a big pier and boardwalk in in New Hampshire, but it's on the southern part of New Hampshire. And it's still very warm in the summer there, and they have a huge huge beaches. And this is a place where there's like all sorts of arcades, bars, and restaurants. Mini golf, laser tag, everything a kid and an adult wants to enjoy themselves over a weekend. They have it there as well as awesome seafood restaurants and a ton of motels and hotels. So we would always go there, the eight of us, every summer, get a couple of hotel rooms and stay there for like five days. At the Silver Wave. The Silver Wave. (laughs) Right next to the water park. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The water slides. The water slides. They were great. um, You could just walk the boardwalk. It was like a mile long strip Mm -hmm. of just restaurants, shops. You, they, there's all those people that like make fun designs on T-shirts that you can buy on the spot or hats, fake tattoos, fake tattoos, yeah. like all sorts of. We fun tried st- to dare you to get a belly button tattoo. I yeah. remember. <laughs> Me <and> Jamie. <laughs> there was uh, mini golf, which yeah. was a lot of fun. And there was there's, a club that our brothers would go to because they were some of them were older when we went. The lo- the the lobster place was great too. It was a seafood place with great lobster, and then also um. Oh yeah, the, the, arcades, the southern part of it. Yeah, at the at the at the other end yeah. of the boardwalk, but the. And go karts, yeah. That was what we go-karts. did. Go karts. That was the yeah. best part of the week. We would always be like, "We're we doing go karts today. We're we doing go karts today." I loved laser tag, but too. the arcades were insane. There was like four huge ones, mm-hmm. but um, there was just random convenience stores also, just because it's a little town, Hampton Beach. And then one of the convenience stores, there was a claw machine, but inside the machine were lobsters, <laughs> like living live lobsters. <laughs> and claw. I was, what was that? like, we were like eight or nine, and you could pay like, it was like five bucks you could pay to play. And, like, Dad would just give us, like, $20 a day just be like, hey, here's your money. Just leave me and your mom alone. So <laughs> I'm going to lie in the sun all day. Here's $20 cash. Make it last throughout the entire day Don't you night. miss that? Like, we would just be like, our dad and mom would just be like, meet us at this time at the hotel. And we'd be gone. Uh, no and, phones or nothing. And we were kids. It's like, that's, imagine, that. that's kind of, like, impossible nowadays. For real. Even if you let your kids be alone, they have their smartphone on them. But we were just like... On in our the own. ether, we could have anything could happen to us. Hampton Beach, which is like <laughs> a lot of hundreds know, and hundreds and thousands of people, yeah, <laughs> all kinds of people yeah. show up to Hampton Beach. Yeah. And inside this, so there's the claw machine. You pay five bucks to play, something like that, and you have a chance to catch a lobster with the claw. And I caught one. I caught a live lobster, and I was like <laughs> on my first try, and it was like the highlight of the trip. And we were just talking about it all day, and I was so excited. And they let you keep it. Yeah. This guy who runs the convenience store let an eight-year-old, nine-year-old <laughs> leave a convenience store with a live lobster just in, like, a grocery bag. He's like, all right, there you go. Here's your lobster. It was like, like a goldfish bag. You filled it up it was with just water. Us, like, we yeah. weren't with mom or dad. It was just us. And we're like, all right, cool. Thanks, what bro. Do we, what do we do with this? <laughs> can, I, can I get some bubble yum, too? <laughs> it was wild. And then so I had this plan where the next day I was going to go release it, or in the morning I was going to release it at the beach when we went into the ocean so it could be free. And so I put it in the tub at night because we were going out to dinner and to arcades and stuff. So I put it in the tub with water, and I got back, and it died. <laughs> I think I killed it with the tap water. Yeah, tap water. It needed salt water. I felt, I felt horrible. It's like, but what are we going to do with a, one lobster? Still, I can't believe he let us yeah. leave, leave the store with a lobster. I don't know why our mom and dad were like, yeah, here's let's take no, the lobster back. No, they didn't know. I did, oh, they didn't know. It was, our, it was like our they hotel room. They with, weren't with us. Because yeah. we, we would do three boys to a room, and then mom yeah. and dad had their own room. So it was me, you, and our, our other brother, and then the oldest brothers four, were yeah. in the other room. Mm-hmm. And so we, I just put it in the, in the tub, and it was at night, and, like, in the morning, we were like, it's dead. <laughs> but I was going to try to set it free at the ocean. We don't have a good history with pets. I our, mean, our it's family. not our fault. Yeah. But anyways, 
the cool thing about the story of the lobster is they take a Polaroid photo of you with the lobster, <laughs> so, and then they put it up on the the claw machine, yeah. and there's just a photo, a Polaroid of me holding the lobster. It's like when you catch a fish and someone takes a photo of you of you as me holding the lobster, like. Got a sunburn. I got my Pikachu watch. Oh my god! And I'm just like t- I'm cheesing to holding a lobster. <laughs> and again, if he let a nine year old leave a store with a lobster, I love that. I love it. <laughs> they had a great mini golf there too, with the pirate at the end. Yeah. The pirate. They had a good one there. I always get disappointed at mini golf because when you get in on the 18th hole, your ball disappears. Yeah. And obviously they got to keep the balls, but still, it's always just like I wish I didn't get it in yet. I always go with the green ball and and. Putter. The competition was absurd. Yeah. yeah, imagine the competition between six boys playing mini golf. It was it's, insane. It's ridiculous. Fights, clubs were thrown, and we weren't even the the worst sports. Like there yeah. were there were a couple that were like they would get angry. Golf clubs yeah. have been thrown at that mini golf <laughs> for sure. Tears have been shed. Pissy fits. Quit. There's been some quitting. I won't say who, but someone's there have been storming quitting. off. Yeah, storming off. I'll meet <laughs> up with you later. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> but uh, mini golf can be tough because like. The, the way they set up the, the turf with the mounds and then the obstacles, it's always fun. And then when you do get, like, when you manage to get a hole-in-one, there's no better feeling than getting a hole-in-one during a mini-wolf. To like, quote it, myself last time, it's euphoric. <laughs> it's like Elysium. <laughs> Elysium. <laughs> but then, like, when you play with the little kid, I remember we would play with our niece, Gianna, when she was little. And she liked to, she liked to cheat a lot when she was a kid. She was, <laughs> Every she, kid cheats. She was a cheater. And uh, but she would like drag the putter with the ball and count the, <laughs> count the yeah, but, but listen, you telling a four year old's cheating? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm talking like eight year old. Eight year old, you're old enough not to cheat at mini golf. That's like a cutoff point. But she'd still like drag the putter without anyone like. Oh no, no one sees me doing this. And I'd be like Gianna, that's definitely not one stroke. <laughs> mini golf's a blast, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. But you just can't take it too seriously. You just gotta have fun. That that's what I learned later in life. Like last episode, when we were talking about not taking things too seriously. Don't take mini golf too seriously. Because first of all, the adjective for this sport is called mini. Yeah. So let's just relax. It's called yeah. mini golf. We're not Tiger Woods. There are pirates and bears and <laughs> statues of men and women and all sorts of things at your mini golf that are just obstacles. It's just a good time. Have you ever done mini golf on a first date? No. Or even or like an early date? I think I oh I've done dates on yeah. mini golf. I don't think I've ever done it for a first date. That's probably a really good first date spot. Probably yeah. But I'm sure it's also great to you can see someone's true colors if like yeah. if like a girl's on a date with a guy and she finds out real quick that he's an irritable dude and yeah. like I probably don't want to date this Gets guy. Frustrated. He's got some anger problems. Yeah. You know, you learn right away with mini golf what kind of person you're dealing with. Oh yeah, absolutely. If they get upset about losing and I would you I don't I feel like I wouldn't. I don't know. There's the assumption that the guy lets the girl win, and that's chivalrous. But like, I like to. I want to try to win, and I think it's more respectful to like put give it your A game. It depends on the person. Everyone's yeah, different. I don't I know. Guess. I yeah. I feel like I used to do that kind of stuff, but now I'm just like, whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to win. <laughs> whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Sorry, girl. <laughs> We're gonna play basketball. I'm gonna stuff you. I remember one time I I went on uh, mini golf on a date with a girl, but we had been seeing each other for several weeks. And our, it was like an extremely windy day, like so crazy. Windy. One of these like crazy, um, what do you call that famous um, wind front that comes down? El Nino. El Nino. <laughs> it's like during that time, and the wind gets crazy here, like very fast. And it was blowing branches and leaves everywhere. And we had to, we had to stop playing mini golf because like every every course we got on, every hole, there were just branches and twigs all over the place, and it just got to be impossible to even use use a normal t- to hit it normally. Oh wow, you guys stayed the whole time too? No, nah, we left early. Yeah. Yeah, we were like, this is not working out. They had an arcade there too, so we just did the arcade instead. Let me uh, double check El Nino is what we're talking about. Oh no, yeah, that's that's the wind front. El Nino is a weather pattern that occurs in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. And it hits let's us. See. Uh, can cause more rain than usual in South and Central America and the United States. 
I don't think it hits California at all. Yeah, it does. A little bit. Maybe maybe a little bit. I'm not, um, meteorology is just a, a hobby of mine. And by that, I mean I'm just Googling it. Anyways, there was a there was a strong wind that day, right? The effects are variable across the state and are more predictable in Southern California. California, Southern California. Hey man, you, I was just I like to fact check. Hey, right? so I know I'm fact checking your fact. I'm fact. I'm <laughs> glad you fact checked my fact checked about you. No problem, man. Snopes 101. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, they just found out what Snopes was last week when I told them. I forgot. You forgot what it is? It's just a fact checking body. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Got a group. They like do like that's mostly false. I don't know. I I thought it had something to do with um Snoke in. Um, so why would it have Star something to do with Star Wars? Because <laughs> I thought his name was Snope. <laughs> Snokes. Snoke. Snokes. Snopes. Oh man. So what else is happening, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you know, same old stuff. See movies. Yeah. Learn Italian. Learn. How's Italian going? It's going really well. It's yeah. very complicated. I hear you playing Duolingo all the time. Yeah, it's it's actually getting better, but it's the podcast that help. And also, I've been watching a lot of Italian movies and TV shows, and that helps a lot. I've been watching this Italian TV show called The Trial that's actually awesome. But they talk so fast, it's like I have to repeat scenes sometimes. There's It's like, listen, Span- native Spanish speakers, when you're learning Spanish, you're like, oh, I, I can barely understand <laughs> this. Cause it's, it's, it, and I'm sure it's like that for us to foreigners when they're learning English, how... The words seem to you can you can it's trouble it's hard to find out when a word starts and ends sometimes because it's spoken so quickly. You just gotta listen to it a lot. Yeah, you just need to be able to recognize it by. You just gotta ingratiate yourself into the culture. Oh, I'm gonna ingratiate. I'm gonna do more than ingratiate myself. <laughs> Sounds a little suspect. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll ingratiate myself into the culture. All right, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I had a uh, a weird dream about Juno last night. What happened? Someone was trying to poison him and, how, how and murder they? him. How dare And they? I was just trying to protect them from this person that was coming to the house to try to poison them. I don't know why they were there, but I just remember I was just holding him and trying to protect him <laughs> from somebody who was trying to... They, like, put something in a cloth and wanted him to breathe into it. And they were just, they were just trying to poison they him They were trying to him. smother him? Yeah. <laughs> no, but with poison and kill him. And I, I don't know. I've just been having some weird interactions with Juno lately like that. And then the night before that, even though that was a dream, I thought he was... Got attacked because I, he always he meows in my window outside at like two a.m. and then four a.m. to come in. It's super fucking annoying because <laughs> I'm I'm sleeping and then I hear <laughs> then he comes in, takes two bites of food and goes outside. I'm like Jesus, dude, you are the worst person alive, even though you're a cat. But um, <laughs> I heard this like vicious cat fight and it was at like one thirty in the morning. It woke me up and it sounded just like Juno. And I ran outside in my briefs, half naked in the backyard. I'm like Juno, where are you? Where are you, bud? And I couldn't find anything that happened. I found no evidence of a cat fight. And he, I, I he woke up it. worried. I was like, yeah, did, you, did Juno come home last night? He's like, yeah, man, he slept with me. <laughs> he was like, in my bed all night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> That's one of the, uh, He's since we let him outside, he likes to go out. Middle of the night, come back in. Middle of the night, go out again, come back in. He's like in and out twice in the middle of the night. And it's, sometimes he sleeps most of the night, but he's always... Scratching at my door to either let me let him in or let him out, mm-hmm. but it's okay. It's the way it is. Oh, also, we're going to Cheesecake Factory this weekend. Oh yes. What are you thinking of getting from there? Because I, whenever I am gonna go to a restaurant 
or a bar or whatever, I look at the menu online for like days ahead of time, like planning <laughs> what to get. And then even when I'm at the restaurant, I still can't find out what to eat because I'm so picky in terms of like wanting the, I want like the best meal possible. Well, I already I know, I know what the best things are. What are the best things there? So I, because I, I worked there for three years. Those of you who listen to most of our episodes, I, I mentioned it offhand a, a few times. You were a hostess, right? <laughs> 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 Door greeter. <laughs> Did you make the cheesecake? <laughs> I was a server and it was it was a lot. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of shit to remember. It's like 25 pages. That menu is absurd. It is like the Old Testament long. You it's had, ridiculous. You had to know it in and out without question because they would have secret what's called secret shoppers. And these people, it's their job to come into cheesecake and test you as a server but you don't know it like they're ordering specific things and they also when you're a server there are certain steps it's called steps of service where you have to do certain things place items in a specific area ask the right questions at the right times also present like um your specials and then present um cheesecake desserts or other desserts as recommendations there's so many things you have to do for every table and it's required and so they they have these secret shoppers as people to test that without you being aware of it. So they'll they'll do things that they know you have to make an action or say some say the right thing and they're like they're secretly checking off a, a list of things that they're you're supposed to do and if you if you mess up you get a bad report and you get a meeting with the manager. See, you know you say secret shopper, you know what I think? What? Fucking snitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they are. Snitches They're get prof- stitches. Professional snitches. That's, That's what hor- they are. Yeah. What kind of job is that? And so you always I mean, I'm not so criticized job, but like that what kind of job is that? It kind of it kind of messed with you because you were always working and it it made you think any guest could be a secret shopper. And they were. Some I had a bad review from uh, uh, a guest and it was a woman with a bunch of kids and she was a secret shopper. I was like, I thought like my I could bring my defenses down for like one table. This woman's got a bunch of kids. Like, oh shit, there's I'm in this I'm in the clear. I don't have to do everything. Did you not bring Shirley Temple refills? It was like not putting like a a, a napkin down properly. You have to fold it a certain way. Put... Meanwhile, their kids are lighting napkins on fire. No, it's, it's, <laughs> one of the big things is like if a, if a guest gets up and they leave like their so like their napkin was on their na- their lap and they put it on the chair when they left mm-hmm. you're so if you see that you have to fold it and put it back on the table really that's, that's i bet you can't do that anymore with covid protocols maybe though. maybe not but that's that was one of the steps of service you had to do so there was like so many things you had to keep an eye on and then there was just that paranoia that any guest could be a secret shopper and fuck you so you're just like always kind of on edge working there well that's why i like bartending so much in the place i worked there weren't like steps of service like that it was just like don't be a dick yeah <laughs> that's the thing with the corporate it's just like you it's just yeah. it's easy to be good at a job like a bartender though yeah. like you just have to be polite and mm-hmm. and warm and welcoming and, and fast and just you have to talk well the thing with being a bartender especially the one i worked at it was an oval bar so like there are 20 seats around the oval and like you can't escape it's like a prison <laughs> you, can't, you can't get out <laughs> of there nowhere, there's no like there's back nowhere corner. to go there's yeah. nowhere to go in the the machines up there so like you can't like dick duck out for like a minute to like mm-hmm. go get, breathe and just like not hate your life for a couple minutes but um you can't escape and so you're constantly dealing with people who come in like regulars who just want to talk mm-hmm. and like the, the amount of regulars that come into a bar you'd be shocked every day i had the same 12 people that would come at a specific time of every single weekday to drink while they're like they have yeah. a job that they're on lunch break from and they have like they're just getting three trashed. bud lights and it's like jesus oh bro <laughs> or like a, or like a couple glasses of wine it's 11 30 this one guy would have he would come in for like a half hour have like three Bud Lights and then end it with a Grand Marnier 
up and then he'd just be like, all right, I got to go back to work. Like, every day? Yeah, almost every day. Wow. And then I had a white wine guy who came in. I, had, I remember I, the white, I met him a few times. Yeah, he's a nice yeah. guy. Uh, I had a red wine lady. I had a guy who <laughs> always got Miller High Lives, tall boys, like oh regulars. And they order the same thing every time they come in. But I'm, I'm not talking about like once a week. I'm talking every single day they're yeah. there at the same time. Yeah, every bar you have the regulars that are always there. You can always expect them to show up, sit in the same spot generally if it's always open, order the same thing. And oftentimes they'll if they are they'll interact with each other sometimes like yeah, reg- regulars on regulars and then once they recognize another regular they'll just like they're best friends and then sometimes when they're tipsy enough they'll yeah. change from their normal seat to go sit next to another exactly. regular and chat. yeah but a lot of the regulars would come in and be creepy to talk to the female the girls, bartenders yeah. like that's very that common. happened all like you kind of gotta like watch them and keep an eye on them because after a couple of drinks they start to get a little. Not like touchy or aggressive, handy, but they try like verbally. They, yeah, they try to. It's just really uncomfortable for I've, them. For I mean, sure. I couldn't tell you the number of times the girls I worked with having to deal with like these old drunk regular dudes who just like are asking them out, asking for their numbers, and the guys would just come in and be like, "Oh, is 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 I'm, this is no one I worked with? Is Jessica there? Is Jessica here today?" And I'd be like, "No, she doesn't work today." She's like, "Oh man, uh, I was hoping to see her. Is uh, she working tomorrow?" And I'd be like. I would lie. I'd be like, I don't know her schedule. Sorry, pal. It's pretty creepy. And it's like that was a regular thing. People would – guys would call the restaurant and be like, hey, is is she working today? I'd be like, no, she's not in today. Just because they wanted to come see her and talk to her is, is very strange. And then the disappointment of when you they got you as a bartender. Yeah, oh, my God. They'd be like, God damn it. Here's a $1 tip on a $30 meal. <laughs> Why couldn't you be her? <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. You have to be. You have yeah. to watch them. You have to be very protective of a lot of female bartenders because yeah. they will constantly be berated by regulars who literally just yeah. come in to see them. And the girls, they have to be nice to them because the, these it's part of the, jo- it's it's the part jo- of the job. They're at their work, and then you're at the behest of the guests because they could give a complaint to your manager or mess up your work shift or you know get, add up a huge tab and not give you a tip. It, so it's a weird line yeah. to walk. You can't like cross a boundary and you have to take a lot of shit. Of, but of course they can tell their managers if they feel very uncomfortable. Oh yeah, absolutely. It seldom, seldom got to that point. Unfortunately, it's part of the job. It's part of like food service industry, stuff like that. You know, people, you can't stop them from coming in as long as they're not breaking any rules. But there is a point where it can be very uncomfortable and they can be kicked out because any restaurant can refuse a patron. You know who loved me? I always the older women loved me. I had a few yeah. older women who would come see me every week. Yeah, they would they would ask for me. They would tip me so well, and they would like flirt with me. They would, it would come like ladies' night. I would serve like tables of like four middle aged women. It's <laughs> like Anthony, same dude. Same. <laughs> I'd be like, hey ladies, and I would just like milk it. I'd be like, hey, hey ladies, how we doing? What are you What are we doing today? <laughs> some Pinot Grigio, splitting a bottle. Yeah, some abs. How about another How about another bottle, girls? I remember there was one trio of older women who would come see me every week, and they one of them was always trying to. to to get me to get go out with one of their daughters but uh-huh. i just didn't want to like it made me uncomfortable so i always turned it down yeah but it was it was still very cute and yeah. endearing yeah she's like james she's you're perfect for each other <laughs> <laughs> she's single <laughs> she's still single i actually i dated a girl whose aunt i served and she but the girl was there too and the aunt was like you two need to go out i was like yeah sure why not that's nice it happens it, it happens. happens yeah it happens, yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't like leave my number out to every attractive person that I serve. You know that then it's like too much. But you, I would get plenty of numbers, but most numbers I wouldn't. I just be like, I don't, I don't, have, I don't want. I to. didn't get many numbers. Be, well, because it wasn't like uh, I was. That, it wasn't I, that kind of restaurant. I worked the lounge of, yeah. a, of a restaurant, like a, like a family a, restaurant. Yeah, like a. Yeah. I was not, in. I worked in a other than cheesecake in like a pretty hip bar food place like it was pretty hip so a lot of young people came to my place yeah the one in la yeah yeah so yeah you you got a lot of 
Valley Girls. Yeah, I got. Yeah, yeah. The Valley Girls of the Village. Valley Girls like me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. You're so cute. I, got, I did get a bunch of numbers. He's so precious. Yeah. In the thick black glasses. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he looks just like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Pros and cons, though, of food or service industry. You know, there are, like every job, there are pros and cons. The money's good. The hours are flexible, but it can just eat away at your soul. Yeah, and some when you're closing and it's two a.m. and you're counting money in the back and you're just like exhausted, fourth day in a row of working and you like you have to do something the next day and you're like I'm gonna get no sleep. I mean, it was we made a lot of money, but it was so freaking crazy and I so stressful. And you're like it's not worth it. Yeah, that's why I'm so grateful that we're small business owners now. Yeah. We, we our own boss, our own bosses. You know, it, it took a lot of work to get here, but it's really really freeing and rewarding every day but still you there's a lot of pressure because we're responsible for our financial income every single month and tax season was actually we just did our first tax season oh my god yeah it went a lot better than i thought it would because we weren't really making that much money in 2021 we hardly we didn't claim that much you know between the two of us it was less than uh, what a person could live on in la yeah but and that's because i was still working my day job and anthony was still getting uh, help for a small business and also because we spent so much money building the podcast like we spent thousands we probably put yeah maybe fifteen thousand dollars into the podcast yeah as we were going through so that way we didn't, we didn't have to yeah we didn't have to actually claim that much but we've made more in 2022 so like around the same so next year the taxes will be a lot different but uh it wasn't it, i got money back from my job for sure mm-hmm. which is odd because you get so excited when you get taxes back and then you realize oh this is just government money the government took for me that yeah. was mine to begin with but then you're like oh i'm being rewarded for getting my own money back <laughs> the feeling it's so <laughs> i should have had it the whole time it's exciting at first and it's also very deflating because it's like that that was my money oh all right it's essentially the government borrowing your money until the end of the year it's, a, it's and, a, then, and then giving it back to you it's a shakedown right this is crazy if you yeah. think about yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to need some of that check, James, every month. <laughs> we'll get you back, but we'll, we'll, next year. Yeah, we'll give you some <laughs> back. We won't tell you how much you're getting back, but it's we'll, going to be confusing, but you're just going to take it. Yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? You like how your toilet flushes? Yeah, yeah. If you want that to keep happening, you better pay us some taxes. You like electricity? Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> but I was very worried, actually. Not very, but I was pretty worried. I was like, oh, man, I wonder how much we're going to owe. But luckily, um, I watched a bunch of tutorials on YouTube, people explaining how to claim as a small business in a company So because it's, it's our first time doing that. And so they streamlined it, made it super easy, and then I felt super confident. I'm like, oh, we're not even going to have to pay that much. Yeah, off your confidence of what you felt after watching those tutorials, I felt confident too. <laughs> I didn't watch a goddamn thing. <laughs> I, came ho- I came home one day, and you're just watching. I'm like, oh, I watched the taxes tutorials. You're like, yep. I'm like, oh, cool. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> then I was like, Can't Jim, wait to do them. I was like, Jim, just do this, that, and that, and then you're good. You're like, thanks, bro. <laughs> pretty easy. Yeah, pretty easy. Yeah. If you use like TurboTax or something like that, taxes are actually very easy, especially if you mm-hmm. have the same job carryover is just simple you just answer a couple questions every year no they are not sponsoring the show can you imagine how like hard taxes were when like before the internet oh yeah man it must have been terrible everything it's everything like, was hard it's like trying to find a book at the library <laughs> everything was difficult <laughs> everything was difficult <laughs> doing anything but you know yeah i feel like you knew the world better like in terms of like getting around your area and your neighborhoods like anyone could get anywhere pretty easily but now <laughs> waiting for the joke <laughs> what joke <laughs> but like now anthony, anthony when he had his flip phone he became so good at driving around la without without navigation he was able to get downtown without google maps <laughs> that's been an old joke an old joke because we were with a couple we were with some friends and 
Um, I drove us to downtown without without GPS. Jim was like, "Oh, you want GPS?" I was like, "No, I got it." That Jim, that James was like, "Oh, he can drive to downtown without <laughs> GPS." Whoa! <laughs> it's, it's a good joke. Gets you every time. <laughs> Cracks me up. Whenever we're in the car with somebody, I'm like, "Andy doesn't guess what? Andy doesn't even need GPS. He can get downtown without it." <laughs> I'm dependent on it. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you use it to get to the grocery I, store. I couldn't even get to the grocery store without it. I try not to use it if I can. I'm kidding. I can get I to the grocery store without yeah, it. You're capable. I'm capable. You're a strong, independent man. I wipe my own ass. I have a belly button. <laughs> It's a luxury though, but I, I miss the old days of um, map printing out map quest yeah. directions, and then also before that, when Dad would send us on like work errands when we worked for him, when we oh were his God. indentured servants, and he'd he'd photocopy his map book. He had a he had a map book of every town and city in Massachusetts, and he would photocopy the set, the city, and he would highlight the path that he wanted you to take. I feel like half the time he was just spitballing the direction. Yeah, like, he no, had, like he had no idea if it was a one way or yeah. not. It was just like, here, just follow this highlighted path. And, he'd be like, and this seems about right. And be back by noon. I'm like, all right, where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> and the writing of the streets was so tiny. The it's print, a map. You're like, I can't even read what the street name it's a freaking is. freaking map. <laughs> He's like, all right, good luck. <laughs> See you later. You're like, tr- you're on the road. You're like pulled over at a gas station. Like, where the fuck am I? Be- better be back by twelve. I want lunch. <laughs> I want New York Deli ASAP. <laughs> I want some steak salads. I miss sub shops though. That's in Massachusetts. Yeah, and just a lot of Italian cities with a lot of Italians. There's a lot of sub places. I'm sure Jersey's the yeah, same. Meatball I'm sure New York, subs, New York's the same. Steak and cheese. But like sub shops, I really miss those because they don't really have sub shops in California or in Los Angeles at least. It's they have steak. like a couple. They have sandwich shops yeah. and like there's a lot of great places to get sandwiches. But I mean like I want like a like a 16 inch sub like chicken parm or like steak, steak and, and cheese, cheese. Yes. or American. There's an Amer- there's an Italian deli that has subs. Yeah. We get Italian, subs but they don't have sometimes. steak and cheese though. And their subs aren't as big as I'm talking like those. It looks like the the fat end of a baseball bat, yeah. just like that. It's like a that submarine. Long. It's yeah. absolutely insane. It's yeah. called yeah. It's called a, a grinder on the west coast. A grinder. Western Massachusetts, they call them grinders. Mm. I miss subs though. They were the best. They were the best lunches, and we ate a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, <laughs> excellent addition to the conversation. <laughs> subs are good, and we ate them. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Also, not as many great wing places out here. Tons of great wing places. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. I we had this place, Wings Express, and they had the best wings. Well, they were so good. It's, it's interesting how different the food is on the East Coast versus the West Coast. The coast, there's a ton of great food in LA, like all kinds of food. That's what's cool about it. But the East Coast has better Chinese food, better Italian food, and subs and, and like better takeout. Smaller, smaller shops. Yeah. Well, it depends. Well, takeout's just now such a loose term. Every restaurant I'm, does. I'm takeout. talking if ten years ago, if you're gonna get takeout, like when you had your booklet of menus at yeah. home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a whole thing of them. Yeah, I miss that. Before now, it's the norm for every restaurant to do takeout. Yeah. It didn't always used to be like that. But now, like you gotta look at Yelp, all the photos. You need to look at the reviews before you try a place. And then I remember serving. I would get tables of people, generally younger people, because they're more adept with social media. With social media, and they would pull up Yelp, and they would have to look through all the photos of each item on our menu. And they'd ask me, "Is this one good? Is this one good?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, we don't have that one anymore. This three-year-old photo." And it was just like, "Just order what you want." Well, the problem is, like everyone, I, even though I brought this up earlier, how I just browse the menus to see what I want. To figure it out, but if we have to have like the perfect meal every time we have a it's meal, like, that's how spoiled we are in this yeah. world. 
too many options. There's so many options, but you also we 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 like think we need the best experience every time. So we have to like browse every photo on Yelp of every kind of dish that's interesting. This us. is why we can't find anything to watch on Netflix. This Same is thing. why dating apps are impossible to date because there's so many options. The too many options makes us incapable of making a decision and being satisfied with that decision. Yeah. So I don't look at photos if I'm like at a restaurant sitting down to like order like maybe the date like earlier in the day I'll check out photos, but like yeah. I don't go to the restaurant like oh man what's it gonna be what's it gonna be. I'll look at photos to check out what the ambiance of the place and the is quali- like. The quality yeah. of the food is a yeah. good way, but I don't like. Look for specific dishes. Exactly, I just yeah. want to. I want to get a qual- general look, idea. Like I'm going to an Italian restaurant. I got to see what the pizza looks like because you can. I think you can judge an Italian restaurant based on their pizza for sure. If they can't do the pizza right, then the rest. Of, what do you expect the rest of the food is going to be mm-hmm. like? Because pizza is the easiest thing to make, probably unless they're not doing like fresh pasta. But like generally, that's the best way to tell. Like, what does their margarita pizza look like? Judging that, what's their t- chicken parm look like? Yeah, judging that yeah. from an Italian restaurant, then it'll be good or bad. I think we have a few good Italian ones here. Yeah, some decent spots. Some decent spots for yeah. sure. Hollywood has a lot of good places though. Yeah, but I'm not driving Hollywood anymore. Not I've sure. reached that point where I'm never. I don't want to go Hollywood to go out unless it's like something I have to do. Yeah, at first when you get here, the allure of Hollywood's like you oh, always want to go, and then you go, it's like oh, why did I come here? Yeah, after years of doing it, you're like, yeah, let's uh, let let's not go out in Hollywood. I once dated a girl who lived in Hollywood, and it was it's pretty terrible. Oh yeah, it's not people who live in Hollywood generally aren't huge fans of living there. Mm. It's very noisy. It's a lot of crime. It's very, you know, grimy. It's it's Just, not what you think. And especially for young women, like, walking around, yeah. they don't feel safe. Yeah, we know a few girls and women who live in Hollywood, and they don't feel comfortable walking no. the streets as, at night, for sure, by themselves mm-hmm. alone. They 100%. don't feel comfortable ever. Because you'll get the kind of characters who will, like, catcall a girl or, like, tr- follow you, blocks. follow them, try to talk to them, even though the girls are ignoring them. Like, those kinds of characters you'll get in, in Hollywood. I've been told stories, and it sounds terrible. Yeah. yeah, we live in an area where we're in L.A. still, but we're, like, on the eastern part of L.A., so it's it's like its own thing. It's It's not... It has nothing to do with Hollywood at yeah, all. Yeah, we're near Echo Park, yeah. kind of that area. East. Anthony actually used to live across the street from the the lake, the Echo Park. Well, not lake. no, but I'm we're Fast and Furious. The oh shop yeah, was. The, yeah, Vin Diesel's Toretto uh, shop. Toretto shop. Toretto yeah. shop. Anthony lived. You could spit to it from his old apartment. Yeah, that neighborhood is in Angelino Heights, and it's actually used in a lot of movies as a filming location and in a lot of commercials. And like, I literally outside my bedroom window, I could look at Toretto's shop. From there, that's how close I was to it. This is Bob's, yeah, Bob's Market, Bob's Market, Bob's right. Market, yeah. That's pretty. It cool. just, it's just a convenience store, but it looks great and it's an awesome location. And then you, also, you didn't like people used to pay homage and they'd make a pilgrimage with their cars. So every Sunday and Saturday on the weekends in the morning, uh, I would wake up and by, or even early in the morning, seven, eight o'clock. Usually they'd be in full tilt by like eleven noon. There would just be rows of souped-up cars taking photos in front of Bob Market. I was, I was honestly, I was shocked, like, how it would never let up. No matter, like, every, I lived there for months and months and months, and every weekend, cars lined up to take photos, and guys, guys would just, like, knee, like crouch down in front of their cars and throw up, like, signs and get their photos taken, and, and there would just be a row of souped-up cars waiting for their chance to get in front of the Bob's Market and take a photo in front of it. It's a pilgrimage, man. Yeah, it was wild. I was like, wow, there's a lot of souped-up cars in L.A. <laughs> there's a lot of cars in L.A. Mm-hmm. Think about it. I th- what is it? Uh, 3% of the world's population is in the United States, but we also have 50%? 30% of the world's cars in America, which is absurd. That's kind of, of a disgusting statistic, Yeah, which is ugh, it's gross. <laughs> there's a lot of cars here. We're gas guzzlers. And then just think of L.A. I mean, there's, what, 4 million people here and yeah. almost 
what probably 75 percent of that population has a vehicle and a bunch probably have two vehicles probably, probably plus plenty of businesses people. have many vehicles there's yeah. just an absurd amount of cars here yeah and that's why you can't breathe the air it's a lot of people that's why i run to pasadena it's a lot cleaner yeah it is, it uh, is. The, the difference it's like a different planet almost kind of it just smells a lot better wait till you go to yosemite because going to those national parks it's like wow i can't believe i'm only a few hours away from where i live and it's just it feels like a different planet yeah that's what I felt when I went to like Big Bear. Even when when you fly and you go to like Boston or something or Massachusetts, yeah. it's a different world. It is what it is. The smog, the smog, smog. All right, want to end with some fun questions? Absolutely. All right, what do we got? Let me pull some up. Some fun questions to ask. Let's see what we're gonna ask Anthony first. Last time we talked about like putting pineapple on people and stuff like on that. pizza. <laughs> not people on pizza <laughs> did I say people yeah. sorry I just ran so I'm just like a little out of it hey if you like putting pineapple on pizza uh, don't let me stop you alright <laughs> if animals could talk which would be the rudest which would be the rudest animal I would say um, I would say a hippopotamus a hippopotamus yeah they used to look rude they're pretty dangerous yeah. too yeah I feel they, like they look like they take what they want. I, I don't know. I might get some heat for this, but I'm gonna say giraffes. They just <laughs> they seem very pretentious and like have their their heads up in the clouds, literally uh, and figuratively. Uh, you know I what like I mean? It, I like it. I like it. <laughs> and I was never I was never a fan of Jeffrey. I saw right through that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, toilet paper over or under? Over or under? It goes over. Oh yeah, sir. Over for sure. absolutely. So it's like a mullet versus a beard. Yeah, it should it should be like going over facing you, and then it just goes down. Completely agree. Yeah. Anyone who does it the reverse is just a serial doesn't make killer. Any sense. Serial killer. It doesn't make any sense because when you rip it off, it's so much harder. If, if you're it's dating under. somebody and they have the toilet paper the other way, you should just leave. Yeah. Don't even tell them why. Just walk out the door. Steal the toilet paper and then walk out the door. <laughs> Light the house on you fire. You don't deserve this. Get out of here. What's the best type of cheese? Oh, that's a great question. So. I like different cheeses for certain reasons. It's hard to pick just one favorite. So I love burrata just to eat with like crackers because it's so sweet and soft and so delicious. And there's no the texture of it I love. It's just might be my favorite cheese. And then I love Asiago. It's very sharp and it goes great with pasta instead of like Pecorino Romano to put on top of it. And also to have like little pieces of it with some charcuterie. I love Asiago too. So Barada and Asiago are my favorites. So many women right now are like, oh my God, he's a cheese aficionado. <laughs> oh my God, keep talking about I'm cheese. I'm going to be eating plenty of Barada in Italy. Uh, my favorite type of cheese, or I think the best type of cheese, for me, it's probably going to be mozzarella. Oh, good, great, great pick. I love um, like buffalo, buffalo mozzarella. Buffalo mozz, yeah. Because like, like, you can either, it's great on pizza, but also just, I mean, like sliced. Mozz on, balls. Mozz balls, yeah. I, I eat a lot, but like sliced on a margarita pizza, that's like my favorite pizza, but I'm, I'm just, I love sliced, thick slices of mozzarella. That's a great pick. Could eat barrels of it. I think I prefer mozzarella as the mozz balls inside the water. Like when you yeah. get fresh mozzarella like that, just eat it on its own. It's amazing. All right. Where's the strangest place you've urinated or defecated? <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen these questions before. All right. I've peed all over the place. Let me try and think of the weirdest. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I know the weirdest place you've defecated. Oh, I I, 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 I pooped in the woods outside of the baseball diamond. Little slugger. We, yeah. like we were like seven. Not even, no, yeah. we were like five or six. Yeah, I was could, a kid. You couldn't make it to the shack. We were way too far away. It's like two football fields. I, had, I couldn't make it that far to the bathroom. And plus, even if you get there, there's no guarantee. It was only one stall, so there's no guarantee you could even get in there right away. So then I remember just going in the woods and using leaves when I was done. 
and you and you and our brother were just making La- fun of me La- for, for weeks. years. And I never lived that down. I still bring it up from time to time. I'm trying to think where's place I've. I, I think I've defecated just only in diapers as a child, and then in toilets <laughs> as an adult. And, diapers and toilets. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think that's, right. I can't think of any defecating anywhere. It sounds about right. Other than that, yeah, I've never like had that situation. Where Wait, I'm like, didn't you, what you were running? Didn't you do something in a bush? No. What, did you pee in the bush or no? I thought you, I was trying. I'm, no, sometimes you I, told me a story of like you had an emergency. And, oh no, that no that was so that was different. Whenever. I haven't had to – sometimes when you're running and I make it home, ah. um, I make it to the bathroom, yeah, because yeah. that happens when you run. It's gross. It's part of running. It is what it is. It's but after, part of life, guys. Grow up. The first, like, six months you're running, you, it's, sometimes you can't help it. But now I'm at the point where it hasn't happened to me in, like, almost a year. But I feel like drunken me in the past has peed in, like, alleyways. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, plenty yeah, of alleys, at a par- like house that. party somewhere. Yeah, for sure. But um, the thing you're talking about is – I didn't defecate anywhere, but I <laughs> – so it was when I. It was this, I like that you keep saying defecate. I just want to make the story straight because when we're quoted for this in like five years and someone's trying to cancel us, I want to get the story straight. I did not defecate anywhere. They're gonna try. They're gonna try. So what happened was this is when I was waking up at like four thirty a.m. like a madman. Oh, you were going animal. To, I was going to the gym before work, and I was. I'm always been into like new health kicks or whatever, like trying new things, and I I was kept hearing about that bulletproof coffee stuff. And this is nothing oh, yeah, is yeah, bulletproof yeah. coffee. Yeah. It's just I didn't do it the right way. So nothing is bulletproof coffee. Don't do what I did because I did it wrong. So uh, it was my first time trying it. And so it's just basically it's MCT oil, oil inside that you the put coffee. inside yeah. your coffee. And then you can put butter in there. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I keep hearing about this. Everyone's saying it's like changing their it's whole like day. It's part of the keto diet. It gives you like so much energy and stuff like that. So I was jacked up about it. So I, I did it one morning. And then I went to the gym. And this is before work. It's like 5 a.m. I get to the gym and I'm feeling fine. You know, I'm 10 minutes, I'm stretching, I'm about to start working out. Then all of a sudden, I just start feeling there's this pain in my stomach. The cramps and stuff. I'm just like, oh my God, what is that? And I was like, okay, it'll pass, it'll pass. (laughs) It's going to be fine. And then I'm like, oh my God, oh oh my God, it hurts so much, so much pain. (laughs) Uh And I, it's it's not that I felt like I was going to have to like shit my pants or anything like that. It's just Uh like, it was a a feeling of sickness, Uh like more of like the, when you have the flu and it's like, it feels like you don't know if it's going to come up or from your puking or below. You don't know where it's going to come from, but you know something's going to happen soon. (laughs) Like something's happening to me. (laughs) Like you're turning into a werewolf. That's what I felt like. And um, so I was like, I I can't be like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. I feel sick to my stomach. And so uh, I drove, I was like, screw it. I just got to leave. So I drove home. And then halfway home, I had to pull over and I puked. Really? Yeah. So oh. I puked, and then I yeah. Then I got home and I got everything out of my system. I, I puked a little more. And again, this isn't bulletproof coffee's fault. <laughs> you have to the eat brain. food before. What happened was I put too much of it uh-huh. inside my my coffee. Like I I, m- I must have misread the label of how much you're supposed to do. But actually, I think I did like triple the amount of your serving. Mm-hmm. And and you're supposed to like kind of start tapering and easing into it because you're. It like your st- it breaks down the enzymes in your stomach, and so if you you're not used to it, you have to build up a tolerance to it slowly to be able to use it regularly. And so it's nothing against the company or the brand. I just did it wrong, and I got sick and puked and had to drive home and pulled over and puked on the side of the road. So that's what the, that's what it was. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Still went to work it. though because I'm yeah. a savage. No days off, man. No days off. No days off. But yeah, so bulletproof coffee, nothing against you. I don't want. It's a great product. I it's a little, too, it's I just, a little too pricey for I just me did though. It, I did it the wrong way. Yeah, and had a bad experience. Yeah, I'm sure most people use it normally and actually read the labels correctly. Mm-hmm. Hey, honest mistake. Not defecation though. No, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? If like a chicken took on an elephant, that's just the question, bro. Zero. 
There's no way that could ever happen. Never? Never. I don't what? care how many chickens there are. Because even if, like, they could storm the body of the elephant and, like, gain big enough numbers, like, World War Z style to, like, reach its height, there's no way they can pierce its skin. I think a million chickens easy could take down an elephant. I'm taking Suff- elephant. Suffocation, bro. If there's a pile of chickens all over an elephant and it can't breathe, how it's going to die. I think it, the elephant could get could bust through them, no problem. I don't know. If you have a million chickens that weigh like three pounds a pop, that's three million pounds. Well, they're not all on him. We didn't say what kind of environment it's in. <laughs> could be at the bottom of a swimming pool. Okay, a million, it might be a different story, but I still, I'm still liking my I, chances I, with the I elephant. I remember you saying I'm still taking the elephant. No number. Yeah, I'm taking the elephant still. <laughs> I, can see, I'm see your, I see your point, but I'm taking the elephant. No way. <laughs> all right. This is a weird question. Which body part do you wish you could detach and why? Detach? Yeah. So take off and put back. Like, oh, take put, off and put back. Like a, like a Ken doll. <laughs> what the hell? How about my ears so I don't have to listen to your voice? <laughs> oh, boom roasted. Well, Anthony, your ear canals go into your head, so you'd still have to hear my goddamn voice. It would seal up. It would it seal, seal up. up. <laughs> what about you? My eyes so I don't have to look at your stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> This has just turned into an insult contest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Let's see what else there is. What's the weirdest thing a guest has done at your house? Huh. (laughs) I remember. I mean, this is off the top of my head. Um, We are old roommates. One of our old roommates used to have people over all the time to make music. All the time. And it would just be strangers in our house like on a regular basis using our rest bathroom all the time and like hanging out in the kitchen and stuff. And it was, it got unbearable, but they're gone now. But I remember one time I was in the bathroom just taking a piss. And then one of his friends just walked, opened the door, walked right in. And I was like, dude, he was like, Oh, I'm sorry. And then he left. And I was like, you didn't knock the lights on. It's the doors closed. Like, come on, man. It's not even your house. You're not. You're in someone else's house. You gotta knock on the door before you enter her bathroom. Like, come on. Yeah, I locked the door always. After that, I locked. Yeah, the door it always. happened to me like four times. Yeah, it was, it was a bit much. Yeah. People, you need to knock on the door if it's closed. Yeah, if it's like, closed, knock. It's not your home. Yeah, this isn't your apartment. <laughs> you're in somebody else's house. Yeah, people live here. <laughs> Jesus, it's not. It's not Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It's Arby's. It's just rotating. They the have the meats. People use that bathroom all day. Uh, weirdest thing a guest has done. <laughs> For me is um years ago a friend of mine crashed at our place that we were living at in the backyard there's grass in the backyard and so they were just socially just a little odd like different you know they they didn't they didn't talk much they pretty much they were here for like a week and they just you know they're just like on their on the couch the whole time it's like it is whatever whatever you know you live your life it's not my life you do whatever you want to do very polite person very nice but um one time they were cooking like chicken thighs and the pan had a ton of like just uh fat and grease from it and so they they took the chicken out of the pan and then fortunately i was in the kitchen and then they take the the pan of grease oh and they just go to the backyard and start like dripping it or pouring it all over the grass and i'm like whoa whoa, whoa, what are you doing what are you doing (laughs) they looked at me like i was crazy i'm like bro this is our yard grass it's like it's not even like they went to the corner distance of the yard and like there was there's dirt patches there's plenty of places you could do it if you wanted to like patches were even behind the behind the studio behind the shed 
They were doing it right at the lawn, like where the first thing you see when you step in the backyard. And my I was just god. like, oh my goodness. Oh my god. And just this giant dead spot of dirt. Is that what caused it? There's a giant dead spot. Well, there was already a couple of dead spots, but yeah. this, there was a giant dead spot of just animal grease. It's just like, I was oh like, my god. Goodness gracious. Unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable when you're an adult and you live with multiple people and you experience how other people live. You like, a lot of people are just like, are so inconsiderate and also just like boneheaded. Like, like it's um it it's constantly blew my mind in my twenties how I would see other people live. Yeah, I've lived with some very nice and clean and neat people. I've lived with some messy people, but you know, it life spectrum and it makes you you learn from everything. I think. Yeah, and, and you know, I think they learn from experiences as well. I hope so. so. But yeah, uh, that's hope- probably the weirdest thing that someone's done while living with them before. I think. Mm-hmm. And, or a guest, I mean, having a guest at a house yeah, I think, yeah. that I can think of. Uh-huh. Well, anyways, that wraps Weekly Chat Volume 3. That was a good one. Hope you all enjoyed this one. We have some great episodes coming for you. And take care. Goodbye, y'all. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.